Baobulb.org is a podcasting platform and a medium for storytelling. This podcast is also available on all the major podcasting apps, including Apple and Google Podcasts. Podcast your life with Baobulb.org. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. Today is the 11th of April, 2021. It is the uh, first Sunday after the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, which we have celebrated over the Easter weekend last Sunday. Let us join together in prayer. Lord God, you have brightened this night with the radiance of the risen Christ. May his light so shine within the church and so shine within our hearts that we may be renewed in mind, body and spirit and serve you with all our being. We pray this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour, to him with you and the Holy Spirit, one blessed God, be glory and unending praise. Amen. Friends, we are having three readings for this morning's family worship service, and the uh, theme of our family worship service this morning is, I have locked myself out. I have locked myself out. Our first reading comes to us from the prophet Isaiah chapter 53 verses 3 to 9 as our first reading and I have singled out a verse to share some thoughts with you for today's family worship service and the verse that I would like to share with you is coming to us from uh, verse 5, no it's verse 6 actually and this is what the verse says. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before the shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. And so that is the verse, uh, actually verse 7, that we would like to focus on, coming to us from the book of Isaiah chapter 53, verses 3 to verse 9. I charge you to read this verse. Uh, at your own leisure, these verses coming to us from the Holy Scriptures. Our second reading comes to us from uh, from the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 to verse 20, a very interesting reading there. Again, I charge you to go to the Holy Scriptures and to do the reading for yourselves. But the verse that I have singled out to share some thoughts with you is verse 18. I want to read this verse as it is written in the Holy Scriptures. And this is what uh, the Gospel according to St. Matthew had to say. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. And then, and then Jesus says something very important to Peter, and that's actually which I would like to focus on today for today's family worship service, verse 19. And so that's one of the key verses that I would like to focus on. Jesus said to Peter, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And then, of course, our final readings comes to us from the Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 26, verses 69 to verse 75. And then uh, it speaks about... Um, Peter, who disowns Jesus Christ, and this is what Peter had to say. Um, and I want to read this verse to you as, 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 as Peter denied that he knows Jesus Christ. Verse 75. And that was just after he uh, 
he denied Jesus Christ. Maybe I should go to verse 74. Verse 74 says, Then he began to call down curses on himself, and he swore to them, I don't know this man. Immediately a cock crowed. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus, the word that Jesus had spoken. Before the cock crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. And then comes our final reading, Matthew chapter 26, verses 59 to verse 68. And I want to read to you verse 62, verse 63, and verse 64, maybe. Let us just listen to what the Holy Scriptures is saying to us this morning. It says, Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Are you not going to answer? And I'm sure he must have said that in a very, very angry voice when he speak to Jesus, when he spoke to Jesus Christ. Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? And then Matthew says, but Jesus remained silent. The high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Yes, it is as you say, Jesus replied. And then, verse 65, Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, He has spoken blasphemy. Why do we need any further witnesses? Look, now you have heard the blasphemy. What blasphemy? What do you think? He is worthy of death, they answered. So, these are the readings that we're going to focus on for today. I want to just mention it again. Isaiah chapter 53, verses 3 to 9. The Gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 to verse 20. The Gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 26, verses 69 to verse 75. And the Gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 26, verses 59 to verse 68. The theme of our family worship service this morning is I have locked myself out. And so sisters and brothers, coming from the office on one occasion, I opened the front door to our house and I placed the house keys and the kitchen on the kitchen counter as soon as I entered our house. But not only did I place the house keys on the kitchen counter, I also placed the car keys and cellular phone on the kitchen counter. Then I went back to the car to fetch my laptop because the idea was to finalize a report that I needed to submit the next day to the UCCSA. But soon I realized that I have made a mistake. Coming back and walking towards the front door, a gentle breeze coming up from nowhere closed the door on me. Car keys, house keys, and cell phone, all locked inside the house. I have locked myself out of our house. Not only did I lock myself out of our, of our house, but I also locked out my wife that was at work, my son that was at work, and also my daughter that was attending class at university. I have locked out the entire household out of our house. And so for a moment I was standing there at the front door to reflect on what had happened. I thought, all right, I can become irritated with myself, but what good will that be if I become irritated with myself? 
Standing at our front door, I've asked myself, why are you so busy? Realizing that there is so much to do, I suddenly noticed that I have fallen also into the trap of society with its constant pressures of meetings, submitting of reports, a full diary, preparations, and all sorts of other things that demand my attention from time to time. I have also become to live a frenetic and full life. And so, is this perhaps God that is speaking to me? I'm standing there and I'm just reflecting on this, uh, on this question. Is it perhaps God that is speaking to me? That want to bring me to a pause, that want to bring me to a halt at this time. Because over the years I've also learned that the human mind and the body can cope with an enormous, enormous amount of pressure. But it is vitally important for us that we need breaks and that we need periods of rest to renew our strength, to renew our service, to renew our relationships, and to just nourish ourselves. A break or a time of relaxation in our daily routine is vital for the refreshment of our bodies, our minds, and our souls in order to gain fresh perspective on things and fresh perspectives on the new life that Christ has to offer you and me, and the new life that Christ is already offering us, those who accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior of their lives. It is from these periods of refreshments and moments of pause that we draw strength for the work that we must do, that we draw strength for the work that we need to complete and accomplish, and that we need to draw strength from the, uh, uh, for the work that we need to achieve and the things that we need to achieve in life. And so while thinking about all of this and being caught up in my own thoughts and thinking, I heard my neighbor's voice call out to me as I was just standing there and just thinking about all of things, all of these things. And my neighbor said to me, I've seen, I've, I've noticed, I've seen that you've locked yourself out, he said. Can I call one of your church members to come and to render assistance to you? I mean, our neighbor knew that one of our members were locksmith and that uh, he has good relationships with this uh, locksmith, like we all do from time to time when we lock ourselves in or when we lock ourselves out, isn't it? And so, um, so he, de he decided that he will render assistance by phoning one of our church members to come and open our front door. I suppose it is not a good feeling to lock yourself out. Not a good feeling to lock yourself out of your home. It is not a good feeling to lock yourself out of your car. In days gone by, when we that when we were no when there was no central locking, and you accidentally leave your keys in the car and you lock the door, and you lock yourself out of your car. Of course, how many times did you lock yourself out of your car in those days, or how many times did you lock yourself out of your own house? Dear Pastor Peter locked himself out of the most important place called the kingdom of heaven. The Apostle Mary, who anointed Jesus at Bethany, said in the gospel that Jesus often would speak about the kingdom of heaven. And I suppose that this is the one place, the place, the kingdom of heaven, that no one wants to be locked out of 
But everyone desires, and have a deep desire that we carry in the chambers of our hearts to be locked into this place, into the kingdom of heaven. In the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 16, verse 19, Jesus says to Apostle Peter, Peter, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Peter has been granted this huge responsibility by Jesus Christ to let people into the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus said uh, that uh, further to Peter, Peter, I'm, on, I'm going to build my, rock, my, my, my church on you. And so, just think about it. Think about it. If you should have the kingdom, the keys to the kingdom of heaven in your hands, how many people would you lock out of the kingdom of heaven? I suppose that you will lock out those people that rub you up the wrong way, those people that irritate you, that people that you don't that you don't that you don't like, that you dislike. Those are the group of people, even family members and friends, I suppose, and their aunt that constantly nags you. Even those people you will lock out of the kingdom of heaven. And so, talking about locking people out, the apostle. Peter locked himself out of the kingdom of heaven. Now let us pause for a moment and have a close look at this statement and see how, how this happened that Peter could lock himself out of the kingdom of heaven. And so friends, Jesus was arrested in the garden of Gethsemane, betrayed by one of his most trusted friends called Judas Iscariot. Jesus, uh, Judas, was, Judas was the treasurer of the group and he loved money or making money. After he sold Jesus Christ for 30 silver coins, he led an army of Roman soldiers to the Garden of Gethsemane, and there he betrayed Jesus Christ with a kiss. The soldiers arrested Jesus and brought Jesus to appear before the Sanhedrin. In the middle of the night, all council members were round up. Remember, this is now... They have had the Last Supper, they were in the upper room, they left the upper room, they went through the, they, they went out in the moon that stretched down into the Kidron Valley, into the Garden of Gethsemane, because Jesus said to them he wanted to go and pray in the Garden of Gethsemane. And so, in the middle of the night, after he has been arrested, all council members were round up, and as they entered the chambers to cast a verdict over Jesus Christ, many of them were still half asleep. But they took their places. And so seated in the front rows were the scribes, and behind them sat the experts of the law in the benches, and then behind them sat the elders. The elders were the group to represent the people. But they were also, most of the time, the pawns of the other two groups. And right in front of these council members sat the high priest, the one who will conduct the proceedings for that night. Not once, not twice, but even three times, of course. He is the one who was wearing all the beautiful robes that were in fashion at the time. And these beautiful robes were just made for him. It was just made for his body. But these beautiful robes that he was wearing at the time, this beautiful attire, also covered the high priest's unbelieving heart. 
He already made a choice to be locked out of the kingdom of heaven. And so did most of the other religious leaders gathered in that council that they would like to be locked out of the kingdom of heaven. And while they gathered there as the council, finally, Jesus was led into the council chambers. Jesus was probably looking very, very pale. He was brought to stand in front of the high priest. The two high priests looked each other in the eyes. The high priest of the Jewish council, who is leading this council and who is the one that is on the forefront, who is conducting the proceedings for that evening, that high priest, he was looking in the eyes of the other high priest, Jesus Christ, the high priest of all people of all time. And these two men were standing in front of each other. I don't think that there was time to open the council meeting with prayers because the atmosphere was probably so tense and the meeting must continue at all cost. And because the meeting must continue at all cost, evidence was brought against Jesus. And since some of the council members chose to lock themselves out of the kingdom of heaven, they have already made up their mind that Jesus Christ must die. For them, the death sentence needs to apply in this case. But as soon as the proceedings got underway, the council realized that true testimonies were very rare to come by, and so they conjure up false testimonies against Jesus Christ. The key bearer, Peter, who was still without the keys at the time, because he doesn't have the keys in his hands yet. Jesus has just promised him the keys in the gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 16. Jesus is just promising them the keys, but he doesn't have the keys yet. The key bearer Peter was still without keys at the time. He's sitting outside in the courtyard. He was sitting not too far from his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because he wanted to keep an eye on things. You know, like we would like to keep an eye on things when our young people are around, when our children are around. We just sit close to them so that we can just keep an eye on things. And this is exactly what Peter was doing. He was just sitting there following the proceedings and he was just keeping an eye on things. But Peter did not know at the time what Jesus had on his mind. Because for Jesus, that was the most appropriate time. That was the most opportune moment to take the keys from this high priest and to give the keys to Peter. But Peter is not ready to receive the keys at the time. While Jesus was stood on trial, a servant girl said to Peter, You are a disciple of him. But the Apostle Peter denied it and disowned Jesus Christ with these words, I don't know him. As Jesus listens to the witnesses, Jesus is just silent. If he would speak now, if he would, if he would respond to these witnesses and these false testimonies, Jesus would surely save himself. And this is not the reason why Jesus had come from God. But Jesus had come from God to lay down his life for you. Jesus had come, come from God to lay down his life for me, for creation, and for all people for all time. 
Jesus had come to lay down his life for the world. And so John takes it and John articulates it so beautifully as we quote the scriptures from the gospel according to St. John chapter 3, verse 16, one of uh, many people's favorite verses. Many Christians can quote this verse out of their heads. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Remaining silent, the high priest called Caiaphas got so irritated with Jesus Christ and so angry and so upset with Jesus Christ because Christ standing there is not uttering a word that the high priest called Caiaphas is just screaming at Jesus Christ and he's saying to Jesus Christ, are you not going to answer? But Jesus did not respond to Caiaphas' question. Because Jesus was waiting and he waited for Caiaphas to ask the multi-million rank question. That is what Jesus Christ was waiting for. And that is the reason why he remained so silent. And so out of frustration and out of irritation, Caiaphas spat the question out. And he said to Jesus Christ, I charge you under oath by the living God. And then comes the question. Tell us. If you are the Christ, the Son of God. This is the question that Jesus Christ was waiting for all the time. There is a sudden silence in the chambers as everybody waited for Jesus Christ to answer this question. The question that Jesus was waiting for. And so in a calm and a very controlled voice, Jesus said, Yes, it is as you say. Previously, Jesus warned his disciples not to share this truth to anyone because Jesus was waiting for the right moment, the right time, the most appropriate, that Kairos moment. Jesus was just waiting for that Kairos moment to reveal this truth about himself. And so Jesus said, I am the Son of God. Jesus said, and as Jesus said these words, and as he said these words in a very calm and controlled voice, as he unveiled the truth, I am God out of God. As he unveiled this truth, there is complete silence in the chambers. Every council member, and even if they were asleep at the time, he's suddenly wide awake and they were just hanging on the words of Jesus Christ. They were just listening attentively to what Jesus Christ was saying. Glorious words comes over the lips of Jesus Christ as he speaks in a calm, in a very controlled manner. Council's eyes is just fixed on Jesus Christ. Caiaphas has lost it. He is now losing this battle and they look at the council and they see how interested in the council is in Jesus Christ and what he is to, and what he had to say. And so Caiaphas thought he must do something about this to bring all the council members back to reality because Jesus is antwoord. He had die wind uit amalse seile geslaan. He had die wind uit hulle seile geslaan. En nou sit hulle daar en hulle staar na Jesus Christus. Hulle kyk na Jesus Christus. Hulle wil meer weet, hulle wil nog hoor van Jesus Christus. 
And so Caiaphas thinks he needs to bring back this council members to reality. So what does he do? He snatches beautiful fashioned garment, a garment that was just made for him, a garment that just uh, um, um, uh, protect his, his, his unbelieving heart and just cover his unbelieving heart. That very fashion garment, the garment just, just made for him, he takes it off and he's, he tears it into, into shreds, into pieces. But the earthly high priest Caiaphas had done more than this. By renting his clothes and by trading his clothes, he had also taken a 20-pound hammer and he has smashed his seat so that from that moment onward, there will be no seat like a high priest anymore. The seat high priest, the position high priest, will from that moment onward not exist anymore. That is what Pilate did. So that when Jesus gave up his spirit and breathed his last breath on the cross of Golgotha and the cross of Calvary, the curtain in the temple was torn into two parts. Remember, it was only the high priest that could go behind that curtain. But when Jesus died, that, that, that curtain, it was just torn into two parts, top, top to bottom. And therefore, there is no high priest needed anymore. Because Jesus had also at the same time taken the keys the kingdom of heaven, from the high priest Caiaphas. Jesus had now become our high priest. He had become the high priest forever, the true paschal lamb by the words of his own testimony. I am God out of God. I am the son of the highest God. With that, Jesus is now ready to position his body on the cross of Calvary. But the keys of the kingdom of heaven needed to be handed over to the Apostle Peter. Peter, in the meantime, the one who keeps an eye over the proceedings, denied Jesus Christ three times. And when Peter heard the cock crow, Peter remembered the words of Jesus Christ. Before the cock crows, you will disown me three times. By denying that he knew Jesus, Peter locked himself out of the kingdom of heaven the one place that none of us would like to be locked out from. Because Peter was in sight of Jesus. When the cock crow, he looked at Jesus Christ and he looked into the eyes of Jesus Christ. And Jesus looked into the eyes of Peter. And what does Peter see in the eyes of Jesus? He sees the greatest amount of love and care and compassion as Jesus looked at him and as Jesus handed the keys to him, the one that has just denied that he knows Jesus Christ. Jesus gave him the keys at the time as Jesus looked at him. Knowing that he denied Jesus Christ and knowing that he was just handed the keys at the time, the keys to the kingdom of heaven, Peter began to weep bitterly as he looked into the loving eyes of Jesus Christ. Friends, there is no, no complicated formula to enter into the kingdom of heaven. There is no complicated formula to follow Jesus Christ and to receive the new life that Christ has to offer you and me. A choice and a decision to follow Jesus under the guidance of the Holy Spirit offers to transform your life and mind from an ordinary existence to an exhilarating experience. 
And Jesus is always with you. He's always with me to guide us through life, through every facet of life. All that Jesus asks of you and all that Jesus asks of me and all that Jesus asks of our nation and the nations of the entire world during this time of COVID-19 is just to return to him. Return to me and I will return to you, Jesus said. And so all that Jesus asks is that we surrender our lives to him. But not only our lives, all that Jesus asks of you and all that Jesus asks of me is to surrender our wills to him. And all that Jesus asks of you and me is that we accept him as the Lord and Savior of our lives. Once we allow Jesus into our hearts, our, love will, our lives will take on a new meaning. In fact, our lives will never be empty again. We will begin to live purposefully, purpose-driven with a newfound sense of confidence and an assurance at all times and in all circumstances, knowing that Jesus is with us. And through the Holy Spirit, Christ will dwell in our hearts. He will direct us the, along the pathway of life. If all people in the world today were to accept Christ's offer of salvation from sin degradation and evil. It must surely follow that goodness will replace all evil in the world in whatever position we may hold, whether it is in government, whether it is in companies, whether it's in sports or our other bodies or in our families, we will portray the righteousness of God. And it all starts with a choice that you and I have, have to make so that we can become channels through which the divine grace of God flows to the world. Because one thing is certain today, not enough of Christ is reaching the world today through us. No wonder the world is in such a mess. And so all of us have a choice when we come face to face with Jesus Christ. We can dismiss Jesus as a man and refuse to believe in him as the Son of God. But we have a choice. We can make a choice to be for or with Jesus or dismiss Jesus as an unimportant figure of the past with no relevance for you or me or the world in general today. The choice right now is yours. Belongs only to you. No one can make that choice on your behalf. You can't even make the choice on behalf of your spouse, on behalf of your child. Each person in the world each individual needs to make his or her choice. And so we can shrunk back from the decision and the demands that such a decision to follow Jesus may place upon us, or we can decide to put our faith in Jesus and accept Jesus as the Lord and Savior of our lives. Placing Jesus at the hub of our lives will certainly be the turning point in your life and my life will certainly be the turning point for our nation and will certainly be the turning point for all the nations of the world during this time of COVID-19. And therefore the question is, now I want to leave you with this question. Do you want to be part of the citizens of the kingdom of God? The choice is yours. Don't lock yourself out of the divine purpose that God has on his mind for you and for me and for that of the entire world. 
Don't miss the mark of your high calling. And we pray and hope that the world will not miss the mark of its high calling. But make a choice for Jesus Christ. A choice for Jesus Christ, a choice against Jesus Christ. Whatever choice you make, there will be consequences. And we need to be brave enough to embrace those consequences. And so, friends, uh, glory be to God, our Creator, the, the Creator of all people and the world. Glory be to Jesus Christ, God's Son. Glory be to the Holy Spirit who is ready to embark upon a purpose-driven life with us. Amen. Let us join together in prayer. Risen Lord Jesus Christ, you are the resurrection and the life. We give you thanks for all who have lived and believed in you. Those whose lives have been example to us all. Those whom we have loved but no longer see. Raise us with them to full and eternal life with you. In your mercy, hear, O risen Lord. Accept our prayers and make us an Easter people. By your grace and for your glory. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Baobalb.org is a podcasting platform and a medium for storytelling. This podcast is also available on all the major podcasting apps, including Apple and Google Podcasts. Podcast your life with Baobalb.org.